Hey everybody, welcome back to the Carol Connection. Glad to do another episode and really excited for this one. So if you didn't check out last week's episode, it was with Matthew Ferreira, episode 19. Really great guy, talks about investing. We talked about mental health. Like I'm a big, big person on mental health and we'll definitely dive into that again on this episode. But I'm here with another great guest for episode 20. 20 guys, that's insane. 20 fucking episodes with different people, some with myself, some with other people. Great stories. If you haven't checked them all out, I'd really appreciate it if you do. The carolconnection.simplecast.com, Apple Podcasts, all that other stuff. You know where to find it. But bringing in today's guest, talking with Kaylee Pettit. How are you doing, Kaylee? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Glad we could actually do this. I know I we know. tried a few times, but... Finally. Yes. So tell everyone kind of what you do and what you've been up to currently. So currently, um, I'm working at a local hospital. I'm a student nurse intern, which is um, pretty pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially right now. Uh, I do a lot of, um, nursing skills, but I also do a lot of like hands-on CNA work, which is definitely helpful transitioning into being an actual nurse, which hopefully is soon. Mm. Um, it's been pretty crazy with, uh, the coronavirus. Uh, it's actually dying down now, which thank God, because it's at first it was really scary and, it's it's it was hard to it was hard to deal with at first. Um, I recently had an interview with school and I said something where the unknown is real in nursing and the unknown is real because you don't know what you're walking into on a day to day basis. Mm. I mean, you could have a patient that's on a vent and basically dying from coronavirus, or you could have a patient that is just diagnosed with cancer. I mean, it it varies person to person and everyone's story is different. It's it's very scary. Like, this whole situation is, like, you don't know who has it. You don't know. Because testing hasn't really been crazy available. Like, it's getting better for sure. But, like, for us to go back to quote-unquote normal, we have to have testing. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to, whether it's antibody testing or just, like, testing if they have coronavirus or we call it COVID-19. doesn't really matter. But tell me a little bit. Did you always know you wanted to go into nursing? What kind of made you go into that? So luckily, I always knew I wanted to be a nurse. There was never a striking moment for me like, oh, my parent, my mom was a nurse or, you know, how people always have, oh, I want to help people. Yes, that's definitely a part of the job. It's never something that struck me in a moment. Um, I'm the first in my family to actually go to college and get a degree, which, yeah, so I'm really proud of that. And, um... My parents are absolutely proud of that as well. And it's something that I am I hold close to my heart because it's, I love nursing. Um, I think part of that's because it's a science and an art. So you, I, and I love science. So you get a little bit of both. Um, I think I knew I wanted to be a nurse in high school, freshman year. It was just something I was interested in. And I was a little scared at first because of all the, the classes and you hear, oh, all these stories like nursing school so hard, you'll never get through it. Um, I worked with some people at the time that told me, do you really want to do that? It's so hard. And I said, yeah, I do want to do it because I know I can get through it and I need a challenge. I need something that's going to challenge me for the rest of my life. Mm. I can't, I'm not the type of person that can sit behind a desk and work on a computer all day. I need human interaction. 
I need different stories. I need, you know, different environments. You're never with the same person twice, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's something that that I definitely am into, I obviously. Like the, I like what you said right there. You were looking for that challenge. Looking for the challenge. I don't think a lot of people actually challenge themselves when it comes to whether it's careers, school, like their hobbies. People don't challenge themselves enough. Right. Like they just accept, hey, this is kind of where I'm at. I like it. I'm comfortable. I talk a lot about comfort zones. Like I think comfort zones are the worst place to be if you're there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like It's the word, comfort. It's a good place to be. You're happy. You're settled. Like you're, there's no really anxiety about being there. But there's no growth. Right. You exactly. can't have growth by staying still. It's just mm-hmm. you need to be looking towards that next challenge. And once you, it's the constant progression of life of just going up the mountain. You're never going to reach the top. You're always going up. And you don't, because some people go up and they come down. Some people get to the top and then, hey, this is, it is what it is. They get comfortable and then they go back down. You just, you can't ever be super satisfied. You got to be accepting, be happy that you made it to certain parts, recognize it, take times in your life and moments to give yourself that break, recognize where you are, give yourself a nice pat on the back. You made it through nursing school. You're yeah. here. Like you're still going, like you've done fantastic through this COVID situation. Like obviously things were super chaotic before. Cause like we were planning to record an episode and then right, everything <laughs> blew up. Like it was we scary. Couldn't. Yeah. It was, um, like I said, at first it was scary, and my first experience with COVID was I had a patient who I was in and out of the room all night, and I guess there was a miscommunication, and the nurse came up to me, and she was like, hey, that patient in room, whatever, has COVID, and I said, what? I've been in and out of that room all night with no PPE on. What do you mean? That that patient has COVID. She's like, well, the test came back positive and, and the patient has it. So right then and there, my mind just was racing. What do I do? Do I go scrub my hands, my arms? Like I just, I, I froze. I didn't know what to do. And that patient in particular, I was in the room a lot talking to. Um, I actually had the patient's phone in my hand to talk to a family member. So just I mean, we know it's on objects, so I'm like, okay. She's like, just go scrub your hands. You'll be okay. Here's what you need to go back in the room. Just just try not to go back in there too many times. So I went through the rest of the night thinking, what am I going to do? I have to self-quarantine. Mm. I'm still working. Yeah. I'm, I've been in other patients' rooms. Am I going to give it to them? Do I have it now? So it's kind of like in that situation you're thrown into the chaos pretty much. Um, And then from there, obviously I worked a few more nights and I was actually on the COVID units, which was a whole nother experience. And you have to gown up before you even enter the unit. And it was really sad seeing these patients all in one room with vents because one, they couldn't breathe on their own. Two, most of them were older and Three, you can't have family members there. Hmm. So they're just sitting in the bed all day, staring at the walls. I mean, who wants to do that? No one. Um, So you have to be the light for them. And I think that's what really made me realize, okay, they have no one. I'm the only person they have right now. What can I do for them? What What will help them? 
maybe I can give them ice cream. Maybe yeah. I can give them five things of ice cream. They'll be happy. And it's just the little things, but in that moment, it's a big difference to them. I'll fucking say this. Uh, nurses need to be paid a lot fucking <laughs> more. Like, this whole situation, <laughs> with everything that's going on in the world, has showed us what's actually important and what professions actually make a fucking difference. These athletes... Yes, they provide entertainment. Yes, that's a, an out for some people. But at the end of the day, we don't even have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, people like yourself who work in that or some people talk about law enforcement. Like, that's a big big thing right now. Like, those people are, some of those people are risking their lives and their families who, who've done nothing wrong to go serve and protect. That's what they're doing. And, like, so many people are being underpaid in these situations. And, like, we don't need to get into the t- topic of, like, the stimulus checks and all that crap because that no. stuff <laughs> just get me, gets me somewhat aggravated with, some of these things, people are literally risking their lives and their families' lives to go help other people, and they're not being appropriately compensated for doing that, which, as someone who works with finances, is, like, right. frustrating, because, like, why is, why does business and money have to be the driver for fucking everything? Why can't we just understand, hey, these people are doing the most for us right now to keep our society going where we need to go. We need to make sure that they're taken care of, like, PP&E, testing, like, all these different things. PPE is a fucking huge issue. Like, right. if you and want to touch on that a little bit more too. So that's another thing. Um, when the mask shortage hit, that I mean, the mask, the N95 mask, is what's going to protect you basically from mm-hmm. COVID. Um, well, that's what they said before, but now you can just wear a regular mask. Anyways, everything changes um, by week. Biweekly, it changes. Um, so I think I wore the same mask pretty gross but up to a month because i mean i work per diem so i'm not there every day but it's it was pretty gross (laughs) uh, wearing the same mask day in and day out um and then it occurred to me that okay is this mask even filtering anymore because i've been wearing it for this long Mm -hmm. like there's no procedure on when to throw it away like i can't throw it away because i can't get another one what am i gonna do um the ppe shortage Luckily, it didn't affect me too much versus, like, the everyday nurse that is there every single day or health professionals. But it was definitely, like, I'm going to... I was trying to conserve what I could with what I had just because someone else who's there every day could use the mask over myself. Um, So we had the mask. We had shields, the hairnets. um, We put double gowns on, double gloves, some people even put the booties on, but the PPE situation is definitely better now because we're seeing lower numbers, but it's something that in the future, I think we're going to need to work on and mm. we're going to need to hoard them because something like this, uh, it came so fast. So who knows what's next? It opens your eyes to the possibility that this is a real thing. Like yeah, people absolutely. were so like unaware of the situations that we're living in the times so if like people are very comfortable people don't we don't really have crazy tragedies all the time like especially i mean in this town it's not like every day where mm-hmm. people are getting shot or people getting robbed like we live in a very good community spe- specifically speaking to where we are but even across the country i mean there's definitely obvious people who struggle and we're generalizing here but this kind of is a wake-up call for it, the entire it, world yeah it definitely was and i remember back in late january when covid was on the news i'm like oh this is just gonna go away it never really occurred to me that i would be in the situation and 
at first, yes, like I said, it was scary and that's the only really feeling that I could put to it. But I mean, you don't realize it until I'm like, oh, I'm a healthcare worker. I actually have to do these things and I'm in this situation and this is my job. So I can't just up and leave. Mm. And I think that's where the healthcare professions and the first responders come into play. It's not only their job, it's what they do to provide for their family. And we we do this because we want to be here. We're not doing it because we're just, you know, we want COVID. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's incredible what I've seen and the extent of these nurses especially have gone to for their patients. And... Yes, there was sad situations such as a husband and wife dying together in the same bed holding hands. Something like that, you don't forget and you'll keep it with you for the rest of your life. And that's something that nurses double my age have never even seen. So to see it this young in the profession, just starting off, it was very, it was very trying. You could say that. Yeah, I could, I could imagine. I mean, it se- I can't even try to put myself in the position. That's a tough position to even be in, like, to understand it this young in life, to see something like that. Like, it changes the way you look at things, for sure. Like, was there ever a point where you're like, I don't even know if I want to do this? Or was there never a doubt in your mind? There was never a doubt in my mind that I would walk away from the profession because the unknown is real. You don't know what you're walking into. Um, and... I understand people take the extent on wearing, like, gloves in the store and masks. Like, now it's, you have to wear a mask to go out in public. But for me, as sad as it is, it it didn't faze me because I knew this was real. And I've seen things at work that no one else has seen. So it didn't really faze me, like, any, like, it couldn't get any worse than what it was, basically. Because I'm gowning up with two gowns, with two pairs of gloves, with with everything that I could possibly put on my body to protect myself. So I don't think it could get any worse than that. It's a it's scary. Like like hearing that from your perspective, which is I've been waiting to do this episode because like I've been I think I've seen you at a fire recently too mm-hmm. where we kinda of talked a little bit about it, but like mm-hmm. just to like actually sit down and have this conversation is like something I've been looking forward to because like not many people have someone in their life that isn't healthcare. Like, I mean, there's obviously a lot of healthcare workers, but right. some people don't have that person in their life who they could ask these questions mm-hmm. to because, like, they don't really have that experience or someone who has that experience that could educate them better because there's a lot of fucking bozos out there who are just, like, <laughs> saying COVID's not real. And it's right. like, people yeah. are literally dying. And at first, yeah, the memes and whatever people were posting was funny until I was actually in it. And I'm like, okay, this isn't funny anymore. Like, people are dying every minute. Yeah, it's it's not a fucking joke. Like, we're not... Like, people's lives aren't a joke. No. In any situation, not even just COVID. Like, people's lives need to be taken more seriously and, like, more things need to be taken care of in appropriate matters and people need to be educated. That's a big thing right now is people need to be educated in, on whatever topic we're talking about. Like, obviously, we're kind of... We're giving our opinions on different things and I would say it's kind of like a disclaimer. Like, hey, this is our experience and this is where we come from based on what we have in our life and it's what... June twentieth today, like is today mm. the first day of summer? I could be wrong. Tomorrow might be. Tomorrow, I, I saw I saw something on Instagram. Sorry, <laughs> random train of thought. But for where we are right now in our lives, based on everything we presented, education wise, experience, like this is our opinions and our beliefs, kind of based on that. And I always try to give a disclaimer, like you're healthcare, so you can give better advice on 
certain topics than I could, but Mm -hmm. I have no education in that. I have no experience (laughs) in that. So, like, I mean, when I say something, I mean, just based off my own research, things that I hear and, like, don't take it for granted, but just giving that little disclaimer. Talk to me a little bit more, too, about with nursing, the schooling aspect, how difficult really that was. So... I'm at the end of my nursing school journey. Um, It's been a long road. It feels longer than what it should be. Um, At first, so I knew this is what I wanted to do, so I wasn't going to give up, Mm -hmm. even though I would say, I'm done with this, crying. (laughs) Almost, you know, every semester, everyone has those I'm done situations, but it's, it's not easy. And everyone says that it's not easy. It's something that puts you to the pushes you to the limits, mentally, physically, emotionally. I mean, you're up all night studying. You're up at five a.m. for clinical. You're on the floor at six a.m. and your professor is telling you to do this, 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 and this. And you're like, I haven't even sipped my coffee yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's that's what it is. Um, so. I go to Rhode Island College, and I did get into the nursing program, I believe, fall, spring, or fall of 2016, or around there, mm-hmm. spring of 2017, one of those, um, and I was so excited, yeah. because before that, you're taking prereqs, you're taking bio, you're taking chemistry, so it's a different animal, and honestly, I don't, I don't think I knew what I was getting into until I had... 50 chapters to read, all these exams. Um, That was just for one class. And you're stressed. There's no other word than stress. Um, No gray hairs yet. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But you're so overwhelmed and you're so stressed. Um, Now I have a better idea of, okay, time management, when I'm going to study, when I'm going to do this paper, Um, And of course, it's at the end of my career, my nursing school career. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I'm also the president of the SNA, the Student Nurses Association at school. So I like to tell um, the underclassmen or like help them strategize and plan um, all the tests that you have to take, how to study. That's the biggest question is how do you study? And no one studies the same way. Like, you and I study totally different. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm not even really sure how I study, to be honest (laughs) with you. Um, Somehow it sticks, usually. Um, But in nursing school, you at least at Rhode Island College, you have to maintain a 74 average or above just on exams alone, or you fail the class entirely, which is a pretty low average compared Mm -hmm. to some other schools. Um, Some schools have, like, an 80 average, which I think is pretty high. Um, but there were times, um, I'm going to admit that I was close to the 74 average and you're like, okay, I have to bust my ass to get the A. And I'm not afraid to admit that because it's just, it's a real thing. And, um, one of the hardest classes I took was deaf for me was pediatrics and I was close to that 74 and I only had the final exam left and I'm like, what am I going to do? I need to pass this class. I need to graduate. Um, Again, numbers don't matter, but in nursing school, they do. (laughs) So I busted my ass for the final, and the final wasn't any easier. I studied harder, and I got a 95 on the final. And my professor even emailed me. She was like, great job. I mean, I have have nothing else to say. 
And for me, that was like my wake up call to, oh my God, like I can do anything. If I can get a 95 on a pediatric exam, like what am I doing? What am I doing? Um, that's amazing realization right there. That's like, that, that makes me smile because you think about it. It's like a lot of people don't, <sighs> don't put in the work too like yeah. that. Like there's a lot of things that go into that. Like there's a lot of studying and like time and effort and stress. You're putting your body and your mind through so much. Through so much. Through and so much. It's, I mean, for nursing school, it's definitely challenging and it, but you can do it. You mm. can get through it. You have to have the right mindset to get through it. If I said I wasn't going to study and just gave up in that moment, no, I probably wouldn't have passed and I would have had to repeat the course, which is something that I was not doing. I was not putting myself in that situation um, and I am not going to do it again <laughs> in my last semester, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely a, a bumpy road, but in the end, like everyone says, it's worth it. Keep going. You're, you're going to be an RN. You're going to be licensed. You're set for life. And again, money is a whole nother topic, um, in the healthcare field, but I was never in it for the money. The money had never even occurred to me. It was something that I wanted to do because there's so many learning op- learning opportunities that you can get from the career, and there's mm-hmm. so many paths you can take. Um, yes, I could I could do nursing informatics. I could sit behind a desk if that's what I wanted to do. I could be a floor nurse. I could work, you know, at a local community ambulatory center. Um, there's just so many things you can do with nursing. So I knew if I ever got bored, which I definitely won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could take that next step, um, go back to school, be a nurse practitioner or whatever, um, and and continue my education, continue my growth, and change my path at any point. I love what you're saying there. Like you uh, Clearly, you're very passionate about what you're doing. And there's a lot of people who struggle with finding passions and finding things that they actually enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. People chase money. I mean, I'm a victim of chasing money a little bit myself early on yeah. in my career, like trying to figure out what I kind of want to do and like kind of paving my own path in which uh, I had to really self-reflect. A lot of it comes from self-reflect, excuse me, self-reflection, looking deep within yourself, looking at your flaws, looking at things that you're good at, figuring all the shit out and then making a plan. Planning is so essential in growth and figuring out what you need to do. Too many people are scared with whether it's anxiety or whatever it is to plan ahead. I am such a planner. Me too. I, Type I, A. You have Type to. Type A planner. <laughs> like, I just, I, I get anxious when I don't have stuff scheduled out into advance and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't, like, I need time to, like, be able to, like, whether it's research or, like, look into things, like, I just can't, like, I'm cool with being spontaneous. I like spontaneous people and I like being spontaneous. But there comes a point where that's just too much. Like, you need to have more of an organized plan on how you're going to approach the things you want to do. And that just makes me feel more comfortable and at ease with what I'm about to do. I don't me know too. If you feel similar yes, with that. I definitely do. There would be times where my friends are flipping through my planner and they're laughing because I have everything filled out from the day of the semester to the end. And they're like, what? They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, if I don't have it written down, if it's not in my planner, it's not going to happen and I'm mm. not going to get it done. So basically I would schedule out base like four months and during school um, of what I need to do when my exams are. But then when I became stressed and overwhelmed, like looking weeks ahead, I'm like, okay, I need to f- 
worry about today. Yes, there and you go. what I'm doing now. Because if I'm looking at assignments that are doing three, four weeks, I'm gonna start feeling that. Oh my god, I need to get it done. Right the anxiety, and I, I'm always stressed during the semester, and I describe it as basically like an elephant is sitting on your chest. That mm. is the feeling of nursing school, and it doesn't go away until you see your grades, you passed. You have a break and you're like, okay, I can I can breathe now. Yeah. But that drive and that alert is just, you just have to go, go, go every second of every day. And I feel that. There's a lot of people <laughs> that are like that. I think they feel like that. And they're definitely probably just saying preach to that. Yeah. But that was really well said too. But I want to start changing towards this topic right here. So as things have getting better, I've noticed you've been picking up uh, some new hobbies. And I yes. wanted you to kind of promote yourself a little bit and talk about it and why you kind of started to do that. Um, so recently I've been reselling, um, on an app called Poshmark. I'm sure some of you have heard it. Um, it's, it's definitely a hobby of mine. I've had my Poshmark since 2017, but I've never really researched how to use the app Mm -hmm. to my advantage. Um, I came across a few podcasts, um, about Poshmark that I have been listening to. And then all of a sudden all these Instagram pages of these resellers started popping up on my Instagram. So I started researching and looking into this more than what I ever done before. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this because before I used to use that platform as like, Oh, I don't wear this anymore. Like I'm just going to sell it because to make some extra cash, why not? Um, but there's actually a whole community surrounded um, surrounded by Poshmark or more general reselling. So basically what I do is I go thrifting, usually with my mom. It's something we love to do. Mm. And I get items, brand names or not at a low price and I resell it on my Poshmark or my Instagram, which is vibehire underscore K-A-I-K. So follow me on there. I will shout that out when I um, make my posts. Yeah, so it's it's a hobby of mine because I was asked before, oh, so what do you do for fun? And I didn't have an answer for that. I didn't have an answer to the person who was asking me, what do I do for fun? I said, I go to work and I go to school. I, I didn't have an outlet to fun, quote unquote fun. So I've always loved fashion and, you know, beauty, makeup. And I'm like, you know what? This is a good platform for me to express what I love, mm. which is thrifting and Poshmark. Like, why why wouldn't I sell my clothes on Poshmark? It's fun. And it's also so cool because people from all over the U.S. are buying your clothes and you're shipping it to them. So I wish I started, you know, marking off which states I've sent stuff to. Um, I I might start doing it. I could probably look into that. That'd be cool. But towards the end, you're like, oh my God, I've sent clothes to every state in the US. Like, how cool is that? Someone out there is wearing something that either was in your closet or you picked up at a local thrift store and they're loving it. Um, So it's definitely something I'm passionate about and I do for quote unquote fun. Mm. Um, but it's also a side hustle for me. I'm making oh, yeah. income from it, which is awesome. Um, I recently started bleach, custom bleaching t-shirts, which is another thing that I've been doing for fun because um, it's trendy. 
Yeah, it's trending, definitely very trendy. Trending. <laughs> so I actually just sent two t-shirts to someone who follows me on Instagram in Florida, and she's she loves them. She put them on her Instagram. So it's really cool seeing your pieces move to other people, and they love it, you know? Yeah. Um, Poshmark's also an app where you can buy stuff from. So I've been... I. I've recently been buying a few things off of there just for myself, which is nice because you're basically helping a small business. So instead of going out to these big stores, Target, Kohl's, Walmart, TJ Maxx, I'm going to buy something from someone else's Poshmark closet because at the end of the day, it's helping them. Like I'm giving my money to them instead Mm. of a TJ Maxx, you know? So that's something that I've been trying to do recently, especially with COVID-19 is helping smaller businesses. Um, and some people, some people don't support that. They're like, oh, it's too expensive. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, you know what? It's going to them and it's supporting their family. It's more personal. It's more, it's a personal transaction. So when someone reaches out to me either in this community or in another state, like, hey, I'd love to buy that off of you. They, they really don't understand like the happiness that brings me. And it's just, I love it because it's like a personal transaction. Mm, I know exactly what you're saying. Just even relating to like the podcast a little bit, just like when yeah. people agree to come on, that makes me so happy that people are willing to sit down with me, willing to share what mm-hmm. they're doing, their life stories, like why they do the things they do. Cause like I say it all the time. Cause like I say it all the time because you never know who's going to listen to this for the first time. That's how I right. approach every podcast. So what you say could inspire someone to start one of those or maybe I talk someone hears me talking maybe I should start a podcast or a YouTube channel or exactly. like Twitch channel like you never know so I came across all these resellers Instagrams and during my research and I'm like why don't why don't I do this and at first mm, fear was is. holding me back judgment was holding me back yep. and then I stepped aside and I'm like why do I care what someone else thinks at the end of the day I'm supporting myself I'm making an income and that's totally awesome. I mean, who doesn't want a little extra cash in their pocket, but I'm doing it because I love it. And um, I go thrift shopping with my mom, like I said, but sometimes my friend comes with me and she's like, this is so thrilling. Like I get a thrill from this. And I'm like, you know what? Me too, because you're getting such good deals on awesome stuff. And it's like the things you find, some of them are unique, some of them are vintage and someone else is going to buy it from you. And it's just, to me, I think that's so cool. I love hearing people talk about the shit they're passionate about. Like, it makes me more inspired to do things like I do. And, like, you you hear it. I mean, people who listen to this can hear you excited about doing this stuff. Because, one, you're doing it because you like it. Two, you're helping people. And it's a side hustle. You're making exactly. money. Like, it's a side hustle. <laughs> everyone should have a side hustle. Like, and you're not going to run off the gate making a ton of money off your side hustle. Like, even the podcast. I would love to monetize the podcast. But that's not what it's about. But, like... I put a lot of time and effort to it, and I'd I'd be appreciative if I could make some money off it, or whether I could build have merchandise or like make I don't know just anything like go on YouTube and monetize YouTube. Like I have ideas and plans, and it's just research, time, effort, like things that you've talked about, like actually looking into the things that you want to do and executing it. Exactly, and I say research is definitely the first step. Um, without the research, I don't think I would have the sales that through my Poshmark closet that I would. Um, it's definitely, and I'm always researching. Now I feel like I'm researching everything. Even before I buy something, I research. I'm like, is this worth it? Is it, how much should I be paying for this? And it never really occurred to me that I should have been doing this a long time ago. But now, I mean, 
you you get what you pay for and you want to know where your money's going so i think research is a great thing mm. to start it's with. important i think everyone needs to do their research whether it's like you're talking about political aspects whether it's i don't know government aspects like podcasts poshmark like all these different things like even when i talked to like kate with monette like research these things that you're passionate about and then make an educated decision based off your research and like talk to people who do what you who do what you want to do i think a lot of people talk about that reach out to those people people are scared to reach out in dms like there's like this fear around it sometimes people like mm-hmm. like oh they're not going to respond they're not going to care well are you putting thought behind what you're asking or are you just saying hey there's a difference like if someone just says hey to me i'm probably not inclined to answer them cuz like what are you offering in this conversation right. that's valuable that's going to help me or help you like I usually, when I approach someone in DMs, if I'm talking to, like, whether it's another podcaster or something like that, I try to bring value to the conversation. Like, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. I get a lot from it. What would your advice be in a situation like this? And I get great responses from people. Like, I've talked to people and met people, whether it's on Instagram comments or TikTok or all these different places where people support and give Mm -hmm. you, like, some guidance to where you want to go. And I think that's very important. And I think it's important to surround yourself with people who will support you where you're going. Um... Because I definitely, at first, I was, like you said, saying thank you to whatever reseller I found on Instagram. Like, oh, thank you for sharing this advice with me. I'm going to use this Mm -hmm. towards my reselling journey. And that's what I did. A lot of people say to me, well, my stuff doesn't sell on Poshmark. And my response to them is, you need to do research. You need to listen to podcasts. You need to watch YouTube videos. Any podcasts in spe- like specific? Off the um, head? one that I love is I'm not really sure the exact um, like tag, but her name is Christina Deans, and her podcast really just intrigued me and set me, you know, set me off in my reselling journey. Yeah. She a little background on her. She's a teacher and she does Poshmark um, part time to pay off her debt. So I'm like, okay, this is this is interesting. Like, let me dig a little deeper into this. So that's what I did. Um, and I've commented multiple times on her posts on Instagram saying, thank you for sharing this. Like, this is helping me with my journey. And on my platform on Instagram, that's what I'm hoping to do eventually. Like, hey, check out, for instance, Christina's information on Poshmark. She will help you with your sales. Um, and it's not just something like you get sales, okay, you posted, someone buys it. No, you have to put in the time, you have to put in the effort, and again, the research. Because if you're not doing those three things, then you're not making sales. Yeah, it's it really isn't, the, the concept of it is not difficult. Doing it is difficult. Exactly. Doing the podcast is not difficult now. I mean, I'm in the routine, <laughs> I'm doing it, but like to get me to this point, it was a lot of effort. It was a lot of research, like... I was watching videos, staying up late, trying to figure out what equipment that I want to buy, what laptop I wanted to get, what software I needed to use to record the podcast. And then you don't even think about how do I promote it on social media? Because social media is such an amazing tool that we have. Like, you don't want to get caught up in it. But like, if you use it appropriately, you could build a base, build a platform, build a following, and then you you have your niche. And that's who you go after. And you try to go after those people who will support you and give you value and like that's what i try to do i try to reach out to different people i mean obviously starting off with people who are in our town locally but like i say it all the time i'm open to talking to people who i don't even know like if people right. listen to this and like hey i'd love to talk to you whether it's on the podcast off the podcast doesn't matter 
I was talking to someone the other day who's from London. He found me on Instagram. We were just going back and forth. Like, That's it, awesome. It's, it's so crazy, the people that you can come in contact with through social media. Through social media. And like you said, to use it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first started my reselling journey, and this was only in May, like when COVID hit, because I had all this free time, quote unquote free time. I'm like, okay, I need to be doing something like good for myself and something that will help others. So I started researching. Um, Social media is a free platform. Mm -hmm. Everyone has social media. If you do not have social media in this day and age, I don't know what you're doing. It's a free (laughs) platform. You need to be using it. I mean, you could do so much with it. Um, I think from from my point of view, Instagram is really I'm telling you what you do will be you could be very successful on TikTok. (laughs) I'm gonna have to look into TikTok. I'm telling you, even if you don't use it for your personal self, like or post videos. I mean, a lot of people don't post videos. I mean, we don't have to get into that, but because I do. Um, (laughs) But for you, just posting the process, like people like want to see that, and you could literally find a whole other market of people on TikTok that would buy your stuff because you could put your link or your Instagram in that bio and showing that you're dying all this stuff showing the final product people will be like yo i want that because mm-hmm. on tiktok you don't have to, like hashtags really don't matter that much like there's a for you page so like anyone's video could pop up in that for you page i've seen videos with zero likes like the algorithm is fantastic so like anyone can really go viral which is awesome and then once you go viral yeah. if you post consistently and post for the right categories and the right hashtags You'll consistently get views and it just won't right. stop. It's, so I'm definitely it's after gonna do that. <laughs> no, I definitely recommend it. And people out there who listen who just hate on TikTok, oh, it's for kids, it's childish, it's immature. I mean, TikTok's what you make it. Your for right. you page is gonna be based on the stuff that you like. So if you like stuff that's like not healthy or positive or things like that, then that's your own fault. And this is the same thing with Instagram. You follow a bunch of negative accounts, your feed's gonna be negative. Like, exactly. like we're saying, use social media the right way. It's hard for sure. Because it's very addicting and it gives you that feeling sometimes, that dopamine rush where you're on it, on it all the time. Constantly, yeah. yeah. Using it the right way, definitely. Um, but I just resell it. My reselling journey is just getting started. It's going to be hard with my last semester of nursing school, but I'm, I'm going to get through it and I'm going to figure out, again, going back in my planner, okay, I'm going to do this for an hour and then study for an hour. But it's definitely something I'm passionate about and I love doing. Yeah, I, I, that's glad you shared it glad people are gonna people are gonna listen to that and hopefully whether they want to get started doing it too they could reach out to you and get involved in that which mm-hmm. would be fantastic so i'm gonna take that. this conversation and turn it a little bit towards something that i'm extremely passionate about which is mental health and mental health is such a big thing especially right now like a lot of people are struggling and it's kind of going unchecked i talked about it a lot in my podcast the last two ones recently especially with men i made a post this week talking about it and i'm just kind of sick and tired of people not allowing you to kind of express your emotions fully especially as a man we're kind of taught not to you're supposed to just man up real men don't cry and it's just fucking it's ridiculous i'm sick i'm honestly so sick of it like men fellas out there if you need help don't be afraid to ask for help you're not weak for asking for help you by not getting help are literally whether you're gay straight bi it doesn't really matter don't care i support you either way But you are hurting your partners, your friends, your family by not getting help. And you're literally hurting these people and they're going out and whether you break up, whether your friend just leaves you alone, whether their families disconnect, these people are out there and now they are hurt. 
and they're not going to be open to other people and other people are going to get hurt. It's a constant. It's like, I don't know, maybe like a vampire type thing where one person hurts another person and it just keeps going. Keeps and it's going. like domino effect. And it's, it's not fair. So fellas, like especially fellas, like who don't actively seek help, like seek fucking help. Like if you need it, don't be afraid to ask whether well, it is a friend or even professional. I highly recommend professional help. Like that's what they're trained to do like to talk to your problems give you advice how to cope with these emotions like i'm so passionate about it because it affects me in my own life like i have my own difficulties and i'm working through them and trying to be better and like trying to be more aware of the feelings that i feel and why i feel them i say all the time feel your feelings and everyone has to everyone has to um before i was an intern i was a mental health specialist Mm -hmm. at another local hospital um and I've seen some things, okay? I've worked I at mean, Butler Hospital, and I have seen some things as well. I Behavioral mental health, there is still stigma around it, and people are quick to judge. And, okay, yes, I was one of them until I stepped foot into that mental health specialist um, position, which I did for about six months, and I have never grown personally so much from those six months of working there and seeing the things that I saw, whether it be children or full-grown adults, someone detoxing from drugs, someone detoxing from alcohol. It's a real thing and it needs to be talked about more. Um, I don't think we can talk about mental health any less. It needs to be brought to the table and it's something that's important. I think everyone is affected by it, whether it be family or friends. And it's something that I, again, hold close to my heart. Um, yes, there are some things that run in my family. I'm Who, who can't say that, mm-hmm. you know? Same. Um, but not only the person getting the help, but the family is affected as well. The friends are affected as well. And the first step is to getting help. Um, I think that's the most important thing. And that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. It's the hardest thing, definitely. And to acknowledge that they do need the help is the hardest thing. Um, Just talking to someone, you know, could help someone else mentally. You never know who needs it. And people are so, a lot of people are afraid, like, because people get stuck in this mindset of they're going to judge me, they don't care, like, they're going to think I'm weak, like, I can't, I can't comprehend my emotions, I can't feel them, like, people just get scared, like, and it takes a lot for a person to get to the point where, hey, I'm not doing okay today. Like, I need someone. I need a hug. And it's okay to feel that, you know? And it's okay to say those things, like, hey, I do need a hug, or hey, I'm having a bad day. And how can we turn this around? How can we make this a better day for mm. you? Um, it's just, it's something, psych, I also do love psychology. Um, and I do love psychology nursing. It's it's a different aspect of nursing because mm-hmm. it's it surrounds the brain, the yeah. mind. Um, and sitting as a mental health worker or in a like, uh, locked behavioral health center it's like how do these people get to this point yes i was just gonna say that so you're sitting there i'm sitting there and i'm wondering how does this happen to someone what triggered them what affected them to get to this point not that they're bad people because they're not i mean some of them are yeah (laughs) but um this is someone's sister this is someone's brother aunt uncle grandma grandpa this is someone's family member 
And how did they get to this point? Did they bottle it up and it just exploded? You don't know. And you don't know someone's story. So before, yes, I was quick to judge on like mental health and the stigma around it because it's just like, it's just there, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like gum stuck to the floor. No one, it's there. You might step in it, you might not. Um, but how did they get to this point? And I've seen some things at these places and it's just sad. But I've also talked to patients where someone's holding my hand for an hour saying, thank you for talking to me, crying. Because they, that's what they needed. They needed someone to talk to. And no, it's not fun being in a locked behavioral health center. Who wants to be locked up to get the help they needed? No one. No one wants to be in that situation. But to listen to people's stories and what happened to them or what triggered them, how they got there, I think for me, it's like really eye-opening because it could be you or I. Mm. Like we could be in there. I, I say that all when I went to work. I'm like, this could be my family member and they're not bad people. They just needed help. Yeah, that's that's such a great mindset too, going in there and working that in a position like that to be aware of that. And it comes from understanding, trying to understand the whys. People are just like, it's not that deep. It is what it is. Like that type of shit. And that mindset is- Very surface level. It, it's toxic. Like you can't, you can't go through life and just like, just kind of go with that yeah, I'm just YOLO, like just having a good time here, not here forever. Like, you know what? It, no, like we're here. We're here. Like we don't get like we don't know what happens after this stuff. Like no one does. Someone might tell you that they, they, they do, but they fucking don't. I don't know one person that's really died and come back and said one thing that's been same for everyone. So like we don't know. Everyone has their own beliefs and I respect everyone's beliefs. But at the same time, like everyone feels something. Yes. Everyone feels something and. To acknowledge the feelings is the first step. And some people can't acknowledge their feelings and that's why they need the help, you know? Fucking facts. <laughs> wow. Like, that hits home. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's so frustrating when you see people struggling and it's like, you gotta feel that shit, man. Like, that shit is gonna hurt you and hurt you and hurt you until you acknowledge it. And if you tuck it away, it's just gonna pop its head back up some point someone else in your life might trigger you and boom right it's back like that's something i've been more aware of recently and trying to be accepting of hey i'm not having a good today good day today i can cry men can cry like absolutely like that's something like you don't people like men are afraid to cry like people think it's a sign of weakness. Well, men think it's a sign of weakness and it's a stigma like we talked about it's this definitely a stigma, a stigma. I, I feel like it's an older stigma but People are it's still changing. brought, it's changing, thankfully. Some kids are still brought up that way and that's how their their old school family yeah. is and that's how it always was. Um, but I'm glad to see changes, mm. you know. Um, it's just, especially because I worked with adolescents oh, yeah. in the mental health field. It's like, again, it's sad to see someone so young dealing with these situations that they should not be in. Mm -hmm. Or their families. Um, so that really hit home for me. Not because I was a bad kid. Mom, I wasn't a bad kid. Um, <laughs> just how could a teenager be in this position so early in life? And how can I help them get through this time? Mm. That's why this then obviously when I talk about men's mental health, obviously I am a man. So I talk about it because I relate to it. But obviously everyone affects 
for mental health. So just a little disclaimer too, like I support everyone with mental health, just saying. But I just think, because I'm passionate about men's mental health because I've gone through stuff in my own life where I didn't know how to control my like emotions, my behaviors, and like they were toxic and affected people around me in a negative way. And I just, sometimes I still even do that to this day. Like, and I have to catch myself. I'm like, you can't do that. You can't. You got to understand. It's not all about you all the time. Obviously care about your feelings and take care of yourself. But at the end of the day, you want to help other people help themselves. Because there's people who don't know how to help themselves. And if I have the tools just by talking on a podcast that can inspire someone to get help or look at themselves differently and like try to make some change in a positive way, then I'm using my voice in a good way. And that's that's why I do what I do. Like... I don't do it for attention. I don't care about the clout. Like, I hate doing solo episodes because it's me. <laughs> like, I want to talk to other people so I get your perspective. Like, I know what my perspective is. My audience knows what my perspective is, but they don't know what your perspective is. Like, it's your episode. Like, I'm not the face of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm just the driving. I'm just the bus driver. We're, <laughs> I'm just taking everyone to the destination, and we're all here to have a good time and spread I love. love that. Like, it's It's been a journey. Like, and mental health has just been a big factor in that. Like, I have stuff in my own family that I've dealt with and like it just it matters to me a lot like and like we talked about like it should be taken as seriously as like a physical injury exactly and I think that's something where it doesn't mm. um and a lot of people are like oh I don't like psych but how could you not how could you not it's so cool I mean the brain is the last explored organ of the body I mean who knows I mean who knows what could come of behavioral mental health like 10 years from now we don't know it feels like we're just getting started really like Mm -hmm. it's like obviously years and years and stuff into this but like now it's finally like we said stigma's finally starting to fall out and like people are talking about it like there's literally tons of podcasts out there dedicated strictly to mental health which is fantastic i if you need those i recommend go checking them out just literally searching in the bar mental health you'll get a ton of fucking hits a bunch of great stuff and a lot of um, positive coping mechanisms that you could use in your own life too. That's something I'm definitely looking at towards was how to cope with your emotions. How do you, when you feel your emotions, cause obviously I say feel your feelings, but what happens when you feel your feelings and you don't know what to do? Then and I you, think that's where a lot of people struggle. Yes. And that's when the help comes in. <laughs> exactly. That's when you have to recognize, Hey, I don't have the tools necessary to deal with these emotions that I am feeling. And that takes so much fucking courage. And the people who do do therapy and all that stuff, I'm so proud of you. And then, like, I applaud you for being brave enough to actually step out out of, like, your comfort zone, out of that dark place and be like, I need to talk to someone. And there's nothing there's fucking nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And the second you step out of your comfort zone, you will feel like a million dollars. Guaranteed. Once you drop <laughs> that... It's, it feels like this burden where you think that everyone is judging you and they're going to judge you and they're going to, it's negative and all this stuff. And there's so many people, there's going to be people who are going to judge you no matter what you do. That's just the way of life. But there are so many people out there that will support you, that will love you, that will care for you. And they're and rooting for you. Exactly. Yep, they're rooting for you. And you just got to be open to doing that. And it takes a lot. And I applaud anyone who does that. You're brave as fuck. Like, there's a lot of people who are strong physically that can't fucking do that. Because they're mentally weak and they are scared and they are coming from a place where whether it's growing up and all this stuff, like whatever affects them to get to that point, they don't know how to cope with it and deal with it. And I just hope a lot more people take things seriously. And I'm never going to stop talking about mental health. I will talk about it on every episode. (laughs) 
We love to hear it. Like, it affects everyone, like we say. Like, you just, it's... It's there, and it's never going to go away. Yeah, it's it's something that I'm just so passionate about. And, like, this podcast is a form of therapy. Like, for myself, like, I'm sitting down with you, and, like, I don't think we've ever really gotten a deep conversation like this. Obviously, we have conversations, but, like, right. as deep as we've gotten into this podcast, like... And that's been on, like, all my podcasts. Like, I get more information about someone's life by just sitting down face-to-face and having a conversation. Like, how many people can say that they do this regularly and even just regularly? Not enough, probably. Not enough. (laughs) Everyone's on their phones. (laughs) Literally just people on their phones that grab their phone and just looking at it, staring Mm -hmm. at it. Like, hmm, what am I going to do? Like, what am I doing today? Like, yeah, you can't do that all the time. Like... Yes, social media is a tool, like we said earlier, like all that crap, but like... You have to unplug. The people in front of you. Mm -hmm. Eye contact. Looking them in the eyes. Because that's when you can really see if someone's actually in pain. Like, looking at them, seeing their emotions, hearing their voice tone, like, there's so much to it. Analyzing people. Obviously, don't overanalyze people. Like, that can can be dangerous (laughs) advice right there. But like, just trying to understand people. Like, there's something I'm just passionate about is like... Why are you doing the things that you do? Right. It's always, it starts with the why. And that's something I also mentioned on my Instagram when I first post, um, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why I'm doing this. Um, I think other people might bring judgment to the table because they're like, oh, why are they doing this? It's an insecurity on their own part. Right. So you don't owe it to anyone. You owe it to yourself to start with your why and your how, um, but it's also important for other people to know it too because they might be inspired by your work. Mm, love that. That is fucking <laughs> on point. Because like the why and how that you're doing things. Like this, the questions that you ask make the difference in everything that you do. And I think our generation, the generations that are coming up, like that's a big thing that we're doing is we're questioning these behaviors that these older generations have just accepted for so long and we're like, why are we doing this? Why mm-hmm. are we doing this this way? Can we look at doing it a different way? We're trying to inspire change. Like, cause things aren't great. Like things, we have obviously certain aspects of our life that are great. And we live in a great country that gives us a lot of opportunity and freedoms, but there are also a lot of things that prohibit people from doing things that other people can do. And we need to give everyone a fair shake because not everyone starts off the same spot. Like, we don't right. choose who we are. Like, it's like, it's a slot machine type shit. It's like, these are the <laughs> jeans you get, these are the, this is the body you get, this is, this is just who you are, and you don't choose about it. You accept who you are, you love yourself, and you grow with it. Like, you exactly. can't, can't hate yourself. Like, hating yourself is just, a lot of people do it, and it's a scary place to be in. I mean, I've done it myself. I've looked in my mm-hmm. mirror, and I was, like, super overweight, and, like, eating habits were off, I was drinking a lot, like depressed like looking myself in the mirror miles away from family i'm like i need to change i need to be better like right and it takes you can always be better you can always be better there's always room for growth and that's what i i like people to realize about themselves like you're not stuck in one place you you can do better if you want to go back to school go back to school i tell my mom all the time i'm like yeah you're this age but you know how many people in my class are moms and their kids are going to college too? They're all going, their whole family's going to college. It's like so inspiring to see someone better themselves and change and mold. And that bringing back to nursing is something 
why I love it. You can change. There's always room for growth. You can be better at changing addressing. You can be better at therapeutic communication. There's always room for growth. There's always room for change. And that's something that's really important to me because if you're not growing, then you're not living. <laughs> wow. This episode has been so fantastic. So deep. Like, like we've been hitting all the fucking points on this one. And I just want to thank you. And like, I appreciate... Thank you for having, having me. Oh, of course. I appreciate all the women who've been on my podcast because it's just, it's a whole different perspective that I feel like a lot of men sometimes just are awkward and don't know how to have, know how to have conversations with people of the opposite sex too. Like mm-hmm. it's just being comfortable and having those conversations because you get a different perspective of where someone else is coming from and you have so I many different that. life experiences. And I just, I appreciate that. And obviously shout out like Carrie Peterson, uh, Kate Abrams, Tracy Carol Corcoran, uh, Tracy Moskowitz, like all the women that have been on my podcast and the people, all the women in my life that make a difference and make me a better person. I appreciate you guys and I appreciate you as well for coming on Thank the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Jared. Is there anything else that you want to touch before I ask my last question, which is tied to passions? Uh, no, I think you can go for it. Awesome. So I always end my podcast with the same question. What would your advice be to someone who's pursuing their passion? To someone who's pursuing their passion, um, anything's attainable. You can reach for the stars and go get it. I mean, if something's holding you back, maybe that something needs to change. Maybe that something needs to be left behind. But you are are living your life for you. No one else. You need to go after your goals. You need to go after your dreams. And to back up a little, you need to have goals. Because if you don't have goals, what are you doing? You need to write them down. You need to be grateful for things. Even the little things. I mean... Five things a day. Think about it. You know? Absolutely <laughs> fucking love that. That was brilliant. It's been a great episode. Again, appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, for you so on. much. So now I'll give my little spiel. So if you guys like it, like the podcast, like what we said, you can always reach out to us. Quick thing, plug in your Instagram again one more time for me. It is vibe higher underscore K A I K. So vibe higher underscore K. That is my Instagram. Go follow me. I'd love to see you. Her DMs are open. You can chat with her if you have any more questions. I can connect you with her. And I will also be shouting her out on my Instagram post. Appreciate it. So if you guys like the podcast, rate, review, all that fun stuff, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your social media pages. I appreciate that. And if you need to check it out, it's the carolconnection.simplecast.com. My DMs are always open. You can also check me out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major listening platforms. So again, until next time, guys. Bye.